Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's your girl, Carly. And today, what I want to talk about is grief. And I want to share my thoughts on grief, my experiences of grief. And in no way do I want what I'm about to share to come across as that this is a universal experience, that my experiences of grief is meant to be speaking upon other people's experiences. It's not. This solely is just my thoughts, experiences, and how my life has changed in regards to now grieving the loss of my sister and that is strongly tied to it's completely tied to relationships so it's going to be a discussion on grief and my new perspective of it and how it has altered everything in my life because it has altered how I see relationships and relationships are everything in this life and It's relationships to other people, but relationships to myself and relationships to my life, the relationship I have to my own life, the relationship I have to the way that I take care of myself, the relationship I have to my cats, to my dogs, to going outside, to going out to eat, to the things that I love to do. It's just the relationships in every aspect. It's something that I honestly wish that I talked about sooner when I was more in the heat of it, when I was more experiencing it and having these downloads and realizations about life. But I felt like it was too soon for me to talk about and that I didn't know what I was talking about until enough time had passed by, which I think is a flawed way of thinking. I think in a way that's invalidating of a current experience and that it's also this under this ideology that I'm supposed to experience things a certain way and also under the ideology that I should only talk about things when I'm in like a certain state of mind which I also think is not ideal it's not a way to live but it's something that's been on my mind since obviously since Erica passed so April it's been over six months now I would like to free it from my mind so here we are I would like to start with my thoughts around grief before Erica died and the way that I handled death before Erica died. Before Erica died, I had had experienced, I don't know, quite a handful of deaths in my life, but never to this caliber. So Erica is the closest person that I have ever lost. Prior to her loss, I don't think that I had a good relationship to death or idea of death or idea of grief. And in a way, how can you without having experienced it? Before she died, if someone I knew had lost someone, so it wasn't a loss for me, but someone that I knew, I don't think that I would handle it well. I think that my reaction, depending on who they were in my life, would be, well, I just want to stay away, not bring it up, not put any attention, um, kind of try to like say the bare minimum in a way. I felt uncomfortable going to wakes or funerals, especially if I didn't know the person that had passed or had ever seen the relationship of the person, the person that's connecting me to the person that has passed. 
I was very standoffish towards it all because I just couldn't comprehend and I thought that that was me doing the best thing possible. I was like, not going to bring it up. Don't know what to say. Don't know what to do. And I want to say too that I lost my grandparents and I think that is probably like a close second of proximity i guess of there being this these people or this person in my life that i regular was regularly a regular in my life um and them passing but i honestly don't think that i could fully register what that meant because in my head sure my grandparents had passed but in my head that they (laughs) like in my head And I still kind of like picture this, even though like I know it's not true, but in my head, I'm like, oh, well, they still live in the house. I just don't go to the house anymore. Like they like that memory, the memories I have of visiting my grandparents at their house and the life that they lived at their house, they still are living that life. I just don't see them. And I think too, their age makes me feel like, well, this was coming to time that this was going to happen like it's normal for an older person to pass away they have lived their whole life so that was my relationship to it I never really took into consideration the impact that their loss had on other people so I had my relationship to them but I never fully was able to comprehend or really put much thought to like what that is like for the people closer to them So my mom and her siblings, what is that like to lose their parents? Sure, maybe I had thought about it, but there is no way for me to ever fully comprehend that. And I think maybe that's a product of my own age, of how old I was when it was happening. And then it just started to feel as time has gone on, like normal, that like their parents are no longer here. But now that I have the perspective of losing someone that close to me and now I have that perspective of like holy crap these people that are the closest people to me John my siblings my parents my aunts my uncles my cousins like to have to lose my sister now I can understand the extra the the extremity of those feelings of losing someone that close Like, I cannot fathom what it would be like to not have my parents. So now, because of that, it, like, makes my heart ache for someone that doesn't have their parents. And it makes my heart ache for someone that loses their their soulmate. And it makes my heart ache for someone that loses their sibling. And it makes my heart ache for someone that loses a child in a way that I don't think I would have been able to comprehend otherwise. Losing Erica has shown me, it has shown me just a different relationship to what grief even is and to what death even is and how to conceptualize it and how to be there for someone else in a way that I would want someone to be there for me who has going, who has gone through it and is continuously going through it. And because of that, it's allowing me to be there more for people that I know who have lost in their life and that's cool it's honestly very cool very comforting to be able to have that type of relationship because I think it allows for a deeper relationship it's sad that 
we have that mutual way of bonding in a in a sense but thank fucking god that i have someone that can relate and that's how i feel in the relationships that i have with others who either are grieving the loss of my sister with me or who have experienced loss themselves and it makes me kind of sad in a way but i've i've i forgive myself but sad in a way for the ways that I've handled other people's losses leading up to this because I think that I could have been there more for people. I think this is a good spot to say too. In my experience, going through the initial grief, I would be hesitant to reaching out to someone who I know is grieving. But for me, people reaching out and just even if they were just saying that they were thinking of me, even if they had never met Erica... That meant the absolute most to me. And that's what I needed. And that's what I continue to need. I continue to need to know who is there for me. And what a dark blanket, but a blanket nonetheless to reveal who really is there for you. And I think that is one of the biggest takeaways of losing my sister is just like the veil has been lifted of who is there for you, what matters most in life. And that's a blessing in itself. I think it's one of the biggest blessings of Erica's passing. I think relationships, you have relationships because you like these people and you have something to bond over and you enjoy something together or you're working on something together or you like to do certain things together. So you have relationships in your life for X, Y, and Z reason. But ultimately, I feel like people are in your life to hopefully be there for you. And I don't think that there is a bigger situation to be there for someone or a tougher situation to be there for someone or a tougher situation that someone is going through than dealing with death, dealing with the death and tragedy of of your life. Those are going to be the lowest moments of your life. So it's going to show you who really is going to stand by your side in those moments and the people that show up for you in those moments the people that showed up for me it's it's insane now because I'm so far like into it but I was shocked and I continue to be grateful for the way that it has shifted my life before my sister died I would say that the two closest people in my life were my sister and my boyfriend. They were slash are the people that knew the most about me, that were the most supportive that I could talk to every day about absolutely anything. I could share with them my deepest, darkest insecurities and fears, or I could share with them my poop patterns And it didn't matter the level of engagement, the level of intrigue, the level of desire to just be in communication with one another, the level of happiness and silliness and bliss to be in communication with one another or in each other's company is just at a high. Like we're just happy to be existing together. And I remember that what broke my heart the most in the very beginning 
was the idea that I wasn't going to have that anymore with my sister in particular. The idea that, and this is a podcast that I've thought about doing in the future too, of just like strictly on sisterhood, but there is such a sense of ease that has always come with having a sister. And my sister has annoyed the absolute shit out of me and I've annoyed the absolute shit out of her and we have gone and have tiffs and we didn't always get along, but we would always move on and we always would laugh and we always would have a good time and we always would be silly and carefree. And it was such a gift that... Anytime I knew I would be doing something with my sister, it was going to be a good time. And she was one of the only people, if not the only person that I felt that way with and about. And to know that I won't have that person and there is no way that someone could replace her or necessarily like have that same exact bond really, really shook me. It scared me. It shook me. It saddened me. It broke me. At the same time, I had a thought that I just needed to be open to it. I needed to be open to deepening my relationships with other people because now this person is not in my life. And I know because of this person, how much joy and ease and bliss and laughter is possible. I know that it's possible for me to be this version of myself because my sister brought it out of me. I know that that version of myself exists. And I know that there's someone out there. I know that it's possible for someone to be out there that wants to meet me there. And I think that's first and foremost, what losing my sister showed me was how certain people truly bring out certain sides of yourself. And with every person in your life, you are a slightly different version of yourself because of the way that we bring out different things of each other. That was my first big takeaway of Erica's passing within the first 24, 48 hours of it happening, showing me the role that she played in my life and the role she played in shaping who I am and the role she played in illuminating aspects of myself that I love and that I want to foster and that feel the most like me and that I want to nourish and I want to be able to be in more of that state of mind because of my relationship with her. And that also was a very vulnerable spot to be in because not only am I grieving the loss of my sister, but now it's reflecting, the loss of my sister is now reflecting a light on every other relationship I have. And it's reflecting a light on, I already knew this about myself, but the emptiness that I have felt in other relationships outside of the closest people to me. And how I I already knew this about myself, but that that has been a lifelong struggle for me. It's been something that had caused me a lot of loneliness and sadness because I felt that way. I didn't feel like I had true, authentic relationships to others. I felt that in many ways I had a wall up 
to others and even just on my 27th birthday which was a month and a half before my sister's passing uh, I was one of my saddest birthdays ever I cried so much during that day I cried all morning long I slept like shit I just felt so alone and I felt like wow like I I feel alone and I feel like I don't have the meaningful relationships that I deep down desire to have so now going back to even just the first days of her passing it was very apparent to me this makes me so emotional to just think about the people that were willing and wanting to drop everything for me and for my family the people that could feel my hurt and that upon their own will and love were wanting to be there for me in whatever way possible and I said the first few days but this again I guess it goes into the service too just the first weeks and the service itself it really showed me how much love that people had for me and how much that they wanted to be there for me and it showed me too the ways that people loved me and wanted to be there for me that I maybe wasn't aware of before the people that I was able to call and tell right away the people that were willing to do things for me that so that it was done taken care of and I didn't even have to think about anything else because I physically could not think about anything else other than getting home and being with my family the people that covered my ass and like everything else so that like my world could go at a standstill because it was at a standstill and the people that showed up to my house to just lay with me because I didn't have anything to say and there was nothing for someone else to say. And the people that continually showed up, whether via on the phone or in real life over the summer and over the passing months and even continuing on to now, the people that are consistently showing up. I have the deepest relationships I have ever had in my whole entire life. I have so many people now that I can call and text. And these people were there before. I just, A, maybe I didn't see it. But B, the loss of this, I think, reflected a light for myself. And I think it reflects a light for others. And C, it opened me up in such a deep way where now I realize that, hey, when you die, you die. You don't take anything with you. My sister died. Her entire apartment was just left there. My sister died. All of her quote unquote problems that I knew she had because she would tell them to me, her boy problems, her work problems, what she was going to do with her life problems, all of those things, it just, they never were real to begin with because she was here and now she's not here and her things are still here, but she is not. And that showed me that, hey, Sure, you can have a job. Sure, you can have an apartment. You can have all these things in life, but what really matters the most are the relationships that you are forming with others and the relationships you're holding with others and the relationships you're nourishing with others. And to see at the service the amount of people that were showing up because she touched their life in some sort of way and the amount of messages that myself and my family has received because of the impact that she had had on them whether she was simply just a 
a bright energetic light that would come into work and be smiling and happy and goofy and laughy and would just toss a joke at someone but like that left an impact for them that was just like a simple five seconds of joy of like they knew when they were going to see her that she was going to be full of energy and leave them with some energy it showed me that who you are the type of person you're you are matters above all else and the type of energy that you're wanting to bring in how you treat others matters above all else because that's what's long lasting that's what's going to live on all of the other bullshit died with her it doesn't matter all of the things that plagued her died with her her own insecurities died with her we didn't see that shit that shit didn't matter to us us the people in her life again whether it's a close family member or a secretary at one of the offices that she would go into we didn't see and it didn't plague us it took no energy from us the things that would bother her most about herself or her life to me i know that it plagued my sister her own like insecurities with her body because she was one of my clients she's my sister i also think it's an aspect of being a woman in general that you're just like constantly battling it's like your own self-image and i'm like how much time and energy did do we waste on that constantly thinking about that and that shit doesn't matter because to me it doesn't matter whether you're 10 pounds quote-unquote overweight what does that even mean whether you have your makeup on or your hair done or the cutest outfit like I'm just happy that you exist and that I could just share my space with you and when you're gone dude it's not going to fucking matter that you wore makeup or did your hair a certain way or what the weight was on the scale it's the energy and the persona that you had here the mark that you made it's not your physical being and I think that was a ginormous takeaway and it's something that I constantly have to remind myself of to not beat myself up so much about the small things and to focus more on it's something I'm constantly working on. It's kind of like a fun game at this point. What impact can I leave on someone else? How can I make my life better? But how can I make someone else's life better? How can I make someone else's day better? How can I leave someone with a warm uplifting energy and i think that is one of the biggest takeaways of my sister's passing too and that was really shown to me through all of the stories that people had had to share have had shared with me of the role that erica played in their life no matter how big or how small i think another thing another ginormous takeaway from my sister's passing and relationships is like I said earlier my sister and I didn't always get along we didn't see eye to eye we didn't have the best communication it was almost non-existent at some points but we just always knew that we'd get over it and move on and that's one of my biggest regrets of her passing is that I wish that we were able to kind of sort through the bullshit kind of overcome it because I can see now that so much of it was just residual from childhood and didn't matter and it was something that we were actively working on prior to her passing 
And I'm happy that I am able to say that, that it is something that we were actively working on. Her passing showed me how much it's worth it to have the uncomfortable conversations and that people are worth the uncomfortable conversations. It has really changed a lot of relationships for me, the big relationships for me, in a way that I'm so grateful for. And I think that's just something that I want to just say and be out there for anyone listening, that people are worth having the uncomfortable conversations with. And that's just kind of something that I try to keep in the back of my mind now, that even if something is going to be hard for me to say, that I want to have the courage and the bravery to say it because that person's worth it. They're worth me bringing up something that I think needs to be confronted our relationship, the joint relationship is worth being improved upon. Like these, if if you are someone that I want to have in my life, you are worth having an, an uncomfortable conversation, saying things that need to be said, hashing things out that need to be hashed out, even if it's not going to be perfect, even if you have to come back to it multiple times, even if it doesn't go the way that you want it to want it to go or would hope that it for it to go. Those uncomfortable conversations are worth having. And I think prior to my sister's death, I was just way, I just didn't want to ruffle feathers. I didn't have the strength or the courage to say certain things. I didn't know how. And even if still, I don't know how, like, I don't even know how to have this podcast conversation right now, but I'm just doing the best I can. Mentally, I'm kind of going through like things that happened and the stages in which things happened after her passing. And I kind of want to close out the th- takeaways I had from her services and just the initial days and weeks of her passing. I think a big point of the services I already covered with s- it, there being light shed on how what matters most at the end of the day is the type of person you are, the energy that you leave people with, the energy that you glow that you radiate. I think that the service showed me it was beautiful to see how many people my sister's lives touched. It was beautiful to see people show up for each of my individual family and even like not just my immediate family, but how people showed up for other people that were there, other people that were impacted. So it's just like this trickle effect of people just being there for one another. And it was beautiful. It it moved me so beyond it continues to move me like I'm just so grateful that my immediate family has people in their lives that care that much for them and wanted to be there for them and then for my own personal self I was shocked by people that showed up that I would never expect like I just I never thought that that they would be there and to see them show up and to see people from different phases of my life that maybe we weren't friends anymore. Maybe we stopped talking a while ago, but that they took it upon themselves to choose to be there. And now ever since then, not for all of them, but for some of them, like my relationship with them has drastically changed. Because like I said earlier, I think when you see people show up for you at your lowest moments it makes you realize hey this person cares and I care about them and I want to put energy into this relationship and that's not just that's not to say that that's needs to be what happens for 
everyone's grieving process, but that's what happened for me. It showed me that, hey, this person puts in the effort and I'm going to put in the effort back for them because I want them to know just how much they mean to me. And now they mean even that much more. My love for them has only grown more and I want to continue to nourish it and I want to continue to grow and I want to keep those people in my life. And that was and has been such a fulfilling aspect of my sister's passing because, again, like I said, prior to it, I felt extremely empty in life and this has only continued to open up my heart and continued to show me that like, hey, all of the bullshit that you think is important and that needs your undivided attention, it's going to figure itself out. And if it doesn't, that's okay because ultimately it's not going to matter at the end of the day. You are here for a finite amount of time and what matters most is that you are enjoying yourself with people that love and care about you. And I think I was quite upset in ways that I felt like people didn't show up for me. And I don't feel that much anymore. If anything, I feel apathetic in a way, but I was very upset in the moment. And it also showed me ways in which I heavily showed up for others and maybe it wasn't reciprocated. It showed me ways in which I have such a big open heart and in ways that maybe that could potentially be taken advantage of or in ways in which I'm overgiving and that I don't need to be so overgiving. I don't have to be so reaching. But I think that that was beautiful as well to see in my own reflection that like, hey, you do have a big heart and you do try to you try to make an impact on others and maybe it's not reciprocated or maybe it's not even received, but that's a great aspect of yourself. And regardless of how someone else takes it, you can feel good about yourself knowing that you are that type of person. And that is another big takeaway. And it also shows me too my own, it shows me my flaws. So it shows me my strengths and the things about myself that I cherish, but it also showed me the ways that like, hey, like I have dropped the ball, the way that I haven't showed up for others, the way that I handled things that I wish that I didn't handle them that way. And it showed me too that there are things in life that I have regretted the most or that I have felt the most shame around or that I have felt like I really fucked up and those had haunted me. But something about my sister's passing and the service in particular really closed all of those books for me, really closed all those chapters, really closed all those tabs, because it just showed me how much everything does happen for a reason and how much, A, there's no sense in beating myself up for something that happened in the past because it made me who I am today, and maybe if it wasn't the best situation, it's still connected A to B to C in a way that maybe I didn't think about before. So something that I maybe have done led to something else, which led to something else, which led to something really great, either for myself or for someone else in my life. And I think that's just a part of life. Things aren't always going to be sunshine and rainbows. There's so much learning in your mistakes. I would think that's fair to say that my 20s have been very hard for me to navigate and 
entering adulthood has been very hard to navigate and becoming into my own has been hard to navigate. I think that with my sister's passing, it has shown me that in all of these ways that I feel like I have really embarrassed myself or been out of character or been in extreme lows, there have been so many people that have continuously stuck by my side, that continuously think that I am the bee's knees, that don't see me in all of the flaws that I see myself, that don't hold all of the things that I maybe berate myself about over my head in the same way that I do. And that's been really liberating for me because now I'm able to catch myself and think, okay, well, this person literally has seen me in my happy moments, but also my darkest moments. And they still love me and they still are excited that I'm here and excited to be in my life. And that is quite a gift to give myself and to get from other people. And it showed me that no door is ever completely closed. There's always a way to crack it open. It showed me that even if a relationship has seemingly come to an end, you leave a lasting impact on people and that they want to be there for you, that maybe you will open the door back up. And maybe there'll be seasons where seasons in life where the relationship had come to its end, it's ran its course. But that doesn't mean that you'll never be able to pick pick it back up down the line if that's something that serves you. It showed me that if a door did close, that's okay. Not every relationship in life is not any relationship is life in life is meant to be lifelong because every relationship comes to an end. Beyond my sister's initial passing and the services and just moving into the summer, I got to really bond deeper and deeper with my immediate family and my extended family in a way that I don't know if we would be able to without her passing. I don't know if we'd be able to see through our own bullshit without her passing and open ourselves up even more to one another and open ourselves up more to just the simple enjoyment of one another. And I think that is another big takeaway and something that I now get to live with until my final days of just a much more enriched living because I know it's at stake now. And I know that, again, all the bullshit, all the noise, it's just noise. My job, my career, my creative endeavors, they're important, but they'll figure themselves out and I don't need to obsess over. And I am just grateful that I can even share things with people that mean the most to me, but that I can just be a nice human being in general. And it makes me want to open my heart up to others in general, regardless of who they are, because you don't know anyone's story. You have no idea what anyone's ever going through. It's really a blessing that my family is as large as it is and that we enjoy each other's company as much as we do and that we seek out doing things together as much as we do. And I know that I have such an arena of people that want to be there for me and that would be there for me no matter what happens in life. And 
a lot of people can't say that. Erica paid the ultimate sacrifice to give me that gift. And again, I get to live such a deeper, more fulfilling, enriched existence because of that perspective. And I thank her every day. And I feel immensely grateful every day just for a new day. And even if I am in a pit of sadness or despair or feeling like maybe I'm not doing something right or I'm not doing enough, I feel grateful that I'm even able to feel that way. Yesterday was a hard day for me and I was feeling a lot of those things, but I also was feeling grateful that I could feel sad and that I was feeling sad and that I was having that human existence or that human experience and again, knowing that everything's not always going to be rainbow and butterflies, but not everything is supposed to be rainbow and butterflies. That's not, that would be just a one, a one-sided human experience and the polarity, the contrast, that's where the perspective is and that's where you're able to really get the juice of it. And it makes me just grateful that, hey, I have an apartment that keeps me warm at night. I have a bed that keeps me warm at night. I have a cat. I have two cats that keep me company and that I can laugh with and that cuddle me and they annoy me too. But I'm just happy that I'm able to experience those things with them. And I'm happy that I have a car that I could drive somewhere with and I'm happy that I live in a climate that I do and I live in the environment that I do and I feel safe. I have access to food and water. It just makes even just the littlest things. Even if I was to be here by myself, I just feel like I have the strength and the awareness to know that everything would be okay and that I would be able to open myself up to other people and I would be able to find the perspective and find the reframe to always bring myself back to the present moment and what really matters the most. I think beyond the relationships to others, it really did shift my relationship to myself and my relationship to my life. And I felt quite panicky when I returned to San Diego after spending the summer at home and again, feeling extremely fortunate to now feel so much closer to my family than I ever had before. But I felt I felt ready to move on into my own life because I knew that I needed to restructure my own life because what I was fixated on before my sister's passing and how I presented myself and who I thought that I was and how I was going about who I was is no more and it's something that I'm continuing to restructure but it gets to be a fun it's not even like I want to say game it's like a fun game and in a sense it is all of the white noise and all of the things that that really kept me in a box I realized now isn't real when I came back to San Diego I felt panicky because I felt like I didn't resonate with what my life was anymore I felt completely different and it's just been a continuous growing process because like even now it's November and this was mid-September when I came home and that feels so long ago and it feels like I am completely different from then And that's just been something I've been feeling all year long 
prior to Erica's passing, which I talked about in like really early on podcast, like the idea of like second puberty. That was really overwhelming. And I think that that was something that I also felt maybe was misunderstood or not seen that my sister's passing sure I lost this person but everything in my reality had shifted everything about life had shifted it felt lonely to be feeling that way and I think that I'm in like a unique situation particularly because my life has been in a perpetual state of change so it's not like I had this constant or any form of constant to rely on that could keep me grounded or even take me out of the mental space of what's going on in my life and what I what I am now without in my life. In a sense, I wish that that could be seen and vocalized, but I don't know how much someone else could fully digest or understand or perceive or I guess understand would be the best word of what that feels like and I know that there has to be people out there that feel similarly that feel like everything in their life is different and that that is a struggle in itself is the fact that now everything is different and now I have to figure that out and it's something I am continuously doing day after day and I'm the one keeping myself strong to continue to do so Like, it's not just the loss of the person. It's now the loss of what my life was and who I was. And now I'm restructuring that. And that's very vulnerable. And it's very, it can be anxiety inducing. But again, I'm not saying that as a complaint. I'm simply just sharing my experience. I am happy that I get to be doing this. And I feel excited that I get to be doing this. But I think for a period of time it was something that really frustrated me because I think that it's something that I would have never considered when looking at the outside from someone else that may be in my same shoes or similar shoes and yeah I felt really panicky when it came back and I did like a deep clean of my apartment it was intensive but rewarding and now I feel like I have built a foundation, clear my space. Okay, what's next that I can focus on? Okay, how can I take care of myself? That's the next foundational step. And I feel like I have been successful in that in finding ways to take care of myself now that resonate with the life that I'm entering and who I want to be and how I want to spend my time and how I want to take care of myself and the relationship that I have to myself and the relationship I have to my life and the relationship to the things that I am prioritizing, which again, a big thing that I need to prioritize in my life is myself, me, myself, and I, my mental well-being, physical well-being, spiritual well-being, my happiness. What the fuck do I want to be doing? Because so much of other people's expectations has kept me in a chokehold and still does in in time to time, but we're all going to die and I'm the one that has to keep living my life. And I feel really proud of how strong I've been and my ability to process this and work through it and continue to build because I do feel like I am in such a good spot like even just sitting here trying to reflect back on 
what I've experienced and my ups and my downs and the things that have frustrated me and the things that I wish that people knew and also the ginormous takeaways that have been really uplifting for me that I I wish people knew so that they could hopefully take and implement in their life to some extent. I'm looking back and like I've done a really good job and I'm proud of myself and I have built the foundations. I feel in a good routine. I feel Like I have the best relationship with my body that I ever have. I have the best relationship with food that I've ever had. I have taken the best care of my hair and my skin that I ever have. Like literally every component. I'm taking the best care of my cats that I've ever had. I am opening myself up more and more to improving upon my shortcomings in my relationship with my partner, but also fixated more on the ways in which we can build a better, more fulfilling, happier life together. And I know that I'm only going to keep moving in that direction because I just have such a passion for life. Like if I'm going to do this thing, I got to do it in a way that lights me up. And I think, I don't know, that is something that sometimes frustrates me because I feel like, why do I have to be this deep? Why do I have to be this extreme? Why do I have to do it my way? But what other way is there to do it? And any other way would be just shorting myself. Any other way would be not true to myself. Any other way would leave me with feelings of dissatisfaction and feelings of emptiness. And I know what that feels like because I've been living that way for almost a decade now. And I'm just ready to break free from that. And that is a ginormous gift that Erica passed on to me literally. If I'm going to live this life and if at some point in time I'm going to stop breathing, I got to do it my way. Fucking Frank Sinatra style, baby. And that's exciting that I get to figure it out and it's exciting that I get to be all these new versions of myself and I get to continually grow with myself because I am the one constant in my life. Like I am here from the beginning to the end and I have been here for myself through it all. I've never given up. All of my ups and downs, all of the things that I have the most shame about, all of my biggest mistakes, all of my biggest failures, all of my biggest successes, been through it all. Never gave up. Never stopped, never stopping. And that's something I can feel proud about. As much as it frustrates me because I often feel misunderstood in that so much of my mental energy every day and what I'm fixated on every day is my own happiness and like living a life that really feels like I'm living my life, capital M-Y, my life. There's no rule book to this. There's no rule book to what Carly is. As much as, as much as it frustrates me because I wish that I could just like cross some T's, dot some I's and be done with it. It's now recognizing that I'm only going to continually be an evolution of a person. I don't like, this is something I've been pondering within my own mind recently is like I don't necessarily like the idea of like a glow up season because as much as I personally have gone through a lot of hardship the last two years and like self-navigation and stagnancy and like hermit mode and I do feel like I am on a come up where I feel like I am only going to keep adding more and more happiness and like more become more and more radiant of a person I don't like the idea of saying like I'm on the come up or I'm I'm on a glow up because what happens when I come to another season of life when I'm like ready to pivot like it's not like I'm just going to become this one version of myself and 
be done. It's like I'm going to continually have a relationship with myself and I want to make it a good one. I want to make it I want to make it the best one that I possibly have. I want to be the best to myself that I possibly can be. I want to give myself the leniency to evolve and I want to give myself the leniency to lean into all of the things that make me me, however short that certain things may be in my life or however long. But again, if I'm only here for a short period of time, I want to just lean into every aspect that may not look like anyone else, but it's not supposed to, Carly, because this is you. This is your life. You're going to figure it out. And that's the fun of it. That's the fun of it. You get to see exactly who you are and you get to live with a much more open heart now and you get to focus and have the perspective of what matters most. Continue to nurture that and just live the most fulfilling life because of the perspective that you now have through Erica's passing. She paid the ultimate sacrifice so that I can live my biggest, most Carly Marie Petritus life. And I have all of the faith in myself now for the most part. Because if I can overcome this and if I can be here for myself through this and through the intensity that was the initial passing and every wave that comes beyond the initial passing, I can get through anything and no one can tell me shit because I have held myself strong. I have kept the faith. It's really empowering. Man, I love my sister so much, and I'm always going to love her forever on. Little Miss Erica. I think the final thing that I want to say is, as I'm going on and on about how I just feel more empowered than ever to live my life, it's exciting to me to think about whether Erica is watching up above, seeing me live my damn life, or just the idea of, hey, if I were to able to have this conversation with her and tell her either the things that I have done or that I know that I'm going to do down the line after her passing and how my life changed after her passing, if I was able to have that conversation with her, I know what her reaction would be. And I know that she would be so proud of me and that she'd be rooting for me. And that's a blessing too forever rooting me on forever changed my life for the better in like the most bizarre fucking way possible so i think that's what i'm going to leave it at for now really appreciate you guys listening it means the most to me and i'm happy that this conversation was had and as always if you have any insight or things that you want to share you can dm me on instagram at carly petritus i would love to hear from you if you could leave my podcast review and rate it that helps me out share it with a friend with a loved one but i look forward to future chats anyway love you so much bye